Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, I'm here with my good friend, Jeremiah Jerome Stringer. How are you, my friend? <laughs> hey, yo. What's up, man? I'm doing great. Did you like the remix during the uh, during the intro music? Did you like that? Yes, that is hilarious. We <laughs> that's a so, new that's a new hit, man. I'm I'm gonna see if we can't win the Billboard Award for that one. That's that's pretty good stuff, dude. I was dying laughing for those for those people that are just listening on the podcast and not watching the live stream right now. You can't. You never sit through the countdown for the start of the live stream. And what's I, going on, hawkers? Yeah, we have these soundboards, and John is cracking me up. He's he's assigned he's assigned all of these buttons with like different sounds. We don't use them very often. Got but, one life, live it. Yeah, see, that's Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. Maybe sure. maybe we need to start using them more often. But I I edit all that out for the uh, the actual podcast episode and just start it you know no need for the yeah. countdown but man i was well, I just, dying i just felt like it's really important to for people to hear your joyousness when you <laughs> get all excited so well i'm uh, excited we, people are logging in right now getting on here which is great uh first ones in here were kill quest uh first ones in the house doc watson says he's been sitting here for a while just didn't type anything <laughs> <laughs> and then he follows the- that up with bring it so doc uh, watson man uh, he's around go. love the freestyle Oh, love the I, freestyle. I didn't know if they could hear that or not. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, I learned how to make sure they could hear that. That was uh, that was a new thing for me. So uh, pretty pumped about that one. <laughs> it's funny. So, uh, Nomad Sergeant, what's going on, hikers? Hey, that's what's up. What's going on, hikers? <laughs> See the sound bites. Okay, so uh, Jeremiah, we're going to have an awesome guest on tonight. He's He's not a first-timer on this podcast this is the second time he's been on and we had a blast with him the first time but before we get to him we gotta say thank you to our sponsor for this episode and that is art of the trek uh for those of you who don't know what art of the trek is it's a fantastic website where you can go and check out different trails plan trips uh see viewpoints right now i've got it zoomed in on the red river gorge and uh some of my favorite places out in the backcountry or in the Red River Gorge, like right in here is uh, Hanson's Point, which if you've ever watched my channel before, you know I love Hanson's Point. I've been up there about a thousand times. It's a really awesome program they've got here. Uh, you can plan trips. You can check out different trails, uh, see pictures from those places. Jeremiah's just an awesome setup. Absolutely. Show them that for the people watching or watching the replay or watching on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel, show them the overlays. Ah, yeah, we've got a lot of overlays. We've got a satellite, trail view, avalanche slopes, which is a little more valuable if you're out west. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got water sources, campsites, scenic locations. Uh, like I said, you take that off, you notice a lot of the things come off the screen. Uh, you can find out where huts and shelters are, camera feeds. Uh, the camera feeds are really fun in some of the trails that are out there. If there's a fire issue, you can click on that, and that'll post up for you, as well as trailheads. It's just a really, really nice setup. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome, and I love that you can click on those special viewpoints and upload your own photos, and then also you can use this tool. You just go to artofthetrek.com. You can use it to plan your trip, and they have a cool snap-on feature. If if you want to uh, to plan your own hike, you can use that feature and create your own custom route, and it's super easy, super accessible, very user-friendly, or you can use a route that's already been planned. And you can just click through, choose an existing route, go through the steps. Just going to ask you some questions. And it's going to basically assign you a route that is friendly for what your hiking level is, whether it's experience, what kind of shelter you're using, um, anything along those lines. So you can see John showing you here. So really appreciate it, Art of the Trek. Thank you so much for the sponsoring today's episode and uh i encourage everybody utilize this resource go to artofthetrek.com and check it out and plan yourself a super cool trip absolutely uh like i said this was just it's just a great deal going on and it's all free i mean come on it's free might as well do it so uh jeremiah now that we we have thanked our our good friends at art of the trek i think it's time we bring in our good friend mr creator uh, trailblazer of the American Perimeter Trail, Mr. Rue McKenrick. How are you, man? Hey, JK. Hey, Jeremiah. It's wonderful to see you. It's been too long. I know, man. I think the last time we uh, talked to you, you were in Minnesota. Is that right? Uh, that's right. Well, I, And I almost ditched this because that jam, you guys have the best green room jam. I was in there <laughs> listening to that. I wanted to... I was like, I'm going to go celebrate. Forget this. but uh, I, And I went in on that, Jeremiah. Like, I want to be one of the voiceovers. What do I have to say? Like, how's it going, hikers? How's it going, hikers? I love it, man. We'll have to sign you a button. Oh, that's fantastic. That, that's, that's what's made Jeremiah famous is that statement, that what's going on, hikers. Except if that's you great. ever, if you want to have fun with it, if you ever go to one of Jeremiah's videos and watch it and you click on the closed captioning, it always says what's going on, hawkers. So um, <laughs> definitely go check that well, out. Them, yes, but the, they should be included as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you guys aren't, you guys aren't exclusive. Hawkers, come on in. Yeah, exactly. Everybody exactly. Will. <laughs> well, yeah. If you haven't heard, I will, yeah. If you haven't heard the previous episode, we've had Rue on here before, and uh, John has mentioned. Look at that, Genesis <laughs> the Green Room Jams. We've had Rue on here before, and you are actually founding and creating the American Perimeter Trail. So, for those that haven't heard that previous episode. Um, can you tell everybody a little bit about what the American Perimeter Trail is and then what's, what's kind Great. of the cause behind that? Great. Thank you. So the American Perimeter Trail is essentially a twelve to 14,000-mile backpacking route that basically follows the contiguous United States. So in other words, the lower 48. And uh, it does this by going through wilderness areas, through public lands, through private lands, through easements, through uh, – Existing trails, uh, cross-country routes. Um, I used a multitude of ways of trying to go through this, and I'm about 10,000 miles into the trip, uh, even as we speak. And um, I, during the creation of the hike, so I left to go on the hike in July of 2019. And while I was hiking, I created the American Perimeter Trail 
conference. And that's the official trail organization. We're a conservation organization, but we'll just say a trail organization for the APT. And uh, we're working on building this and putting it on the ground. <laughs> there you that's have incredible. it. Now everybody knows so you're just only, how you're, crazy, man. You're only 10,000 miles in. That's it, huh? I mean, you got to be well, able to do better than that, right? <laughs> I hope I hope so. I mean, I hope so. It's I don't know how much more time I have on this planet, but if I... You know, if I'm blessed to get in another 10,000 miles, that'd be wonderful. And yeah. so that's awesome. you got a little comment real quick. Uh, I met you in Sayad Valley. Glad to see you're doing well. So great. Good, good, good to see you as well. Message me. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, maybe I remember you. It'd be, be great to connect. Go ahead and message me. Yeah. So hey. right now, just, just give us kind of an idea. So you're creating this, this trail and, you you're planning ahead, if I remember right, a little bit at a time. Try not to get too far because it's act, it's a big undertaking, right? This is like a lifelong journey of seeing this come to fruition. So oh, that's right. So you you're planning this out, and right right now, are you on trail? Right now, I'm not on trail. I'm actually at my uh, home in Bend, Oregon, uh-huh. or I should call it my base camp is Bend, Oregon. Um, I'm on medical leave right now, so I'm looking to return shortly. So um, at a little at a time, you're, you're walking this continuous footpath before you're actually, um, how do I describe it? Like you're recording it as you go, right? So you have the footpath mm-hmm. and you're kind of planning it little bits at a time. Mm-hmm. At what point do you sit down and say, okay, this is the actual route and I'm going to start putting this guidebook together or digitally or however that that's supposed to happen. Uh, when I have a minute, honestly. So probably, I mean, I've already had app companies and I'm not going to mention any names, but um, you guys know like the hiking and backpacking apps. Sure. Oh, so yeah. they've, con- they've contacted me wanting to put the American perimeter trail on their apps. So developmentally that'll probably happen sooner um interesting enough i did get a question today about uh guidebooks and uh what happens from here is i go and hike another three thousand miles Mm -hmm. and i complete the american perimeter trail and it starts where i left off so or where i began so i started in bend oregon and i end in bend oregon and after that i will consider maybe working on some guides then 2022 is looking like a lot of travel for me, which I don't know how it could be more travel than what I already did, but it's looking like a lot of travel. And during that time, there's another scouting trip that I'll do with some support. So the hike of this was always, uh, has always been a scouting trip. That's why I didn't lay anything out before I left. I didn't do any planning, um, as far as the route, um, the map that you guys would have seen back then was something that I drew, you know, the web designer wanted to put it up and I drew something on a napkin. So it wasn't accurate. Um, and I knew it was never going to be that way. I didn't have, actually end up even including the Appalachian Trail in this hike. So um, things were very different than I could have possibly known back in 2019 in July. <laughs> That's incredible. Mm. So I, so I didn't, I don't have a guidebook for the APT, um, but I don't often use guidebooks when I hike other trails. And like, usually if I have a map, I'm okay. If I just have a map, I can kind of figure out resupply and stuff from there because 
um, I don't know that that'll get you further than you think. And so, uh, I'd like to be able to provide those resources for everyone, but I have some other, some other things that I need to do before that. So would you consider, I mean, and, and of course, if someone wanted to hike it, they could contact me and we'll talk about it. But I made a lot of decisions day to day. Yeah. So even if I had planned the whole thing out before I left, it wouldn't have looked anywhere close to what actually ended up happening. And then just for clarification, um, the route that I'm hiking is not actually the route that I'm going to seek to designate. A lot of it is. Uh, some of it I have better ideas. So, uh, and the trail, just like any long trail, will continue to change over the next couple decades. It'll change, uh, you know, in the beginning, it'll change a lot. And then as time goes on, it'll be minor maneuvers and fixes and relocations and that sort of thing. I was going to say, uh, I even uh, the, I got a chance to through hike the Shiltoe Trace, and it has changed mm-hmm. multiple times. Like they're constantly rerouting yeah. it. There's a lot of road walking on it, and so they're trying to get the trail off of the road. And so, in order to do that, they have to reroute things. And so, there's mm-hmm. constant reroutes going on. And I, I can only imagine a lot of the trails. That's what's happening pretty much all the time. That's there's the game. Yeah. yeah, that's the game. You basically get. If I would have hiked the Appalachian Trail way back in the day it would have looked way different than it does today. And I don't just mean uh, the trail moved, but um, whole sections would have been different. Whole sections would have been on dirt roads um, yeah. instead of on trails. So uh, the the trail, all the trails are constantly evolving. They're a living historic representation of, of life and what we see in society. And they reflect it back to us. At least, you know, my connection to them um, over the years, I, I can see all of us in the trail and I um, see the trail in all of us. And, and I didn't mean to get too whimsical there. <laughs> no, but I think a it's a direct reflection. Okay. We got a great comment about you. Rue is writing the hiker's equivalent to the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Don't forget your towel. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> if you haven't watched that movie, you don't get it. But if you watch the movie, you totally get it 100%. I, I haven't watched them. I read the book. Oh, no. Okay, I read the book. That. Okay. Yeah, I read the book. Sorry. <laughs> They're both good. The oh. book and the movie are good. Wow. Okay. I, I That was a nice compliment. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, John. And, and, I, and I want it to be that experience for other people. Um, sure. This was never like just a personal adventure. I never pictured it that way. This was always going to be something to share. Um, do, I mean, privately, I own certain things like trademarks, logos, and some of the route. I isn't public. I'm the only one that knows it. But the full intention of when I decided to form the conference in the 501c3 was I knew in that moment I was taking this thing that I've spent a lot of time and, you know, a lot of effort into, and I'm handing it over. You know, I'm handing it over to the public. This is America's, you know, this isn't, this is my work, but um, I want to hand this over. And, um, I just happened to be the one heading it. I happened to be the one who had the the vision that came to me that that you know helped motivate me to not give up on this dream and to continue on. That's incredible. I, I think one of the things that I th- that's been so fun since we've gotten to know you is just how easy you are to get along with. Um, considering you know, I, I know when we talked to you last time, you said one of the hardest things about doing this is all the time you spend alone. Just the uh, time away from mm-hmm. people and how when you come into contact with people, you realize how much you need people. 
And uh, mm. is it still, do you still feel that way now that you've been home and everything? Or are you ready to get away from people a little bit? <laughs> uh, I'm ready to get back on trail because I, you know, I'm dealing with a medical thing right now that's called overtraining syndrome. Yeah. And I would rather be on trail than not training and not being able to do the things that I love. Uh, but, um, but I mean, the, the motivation is like, I want to hand this over. And as far as personable, uh, I, I have to admit coming into the front country for an extended period of time, I have like had a little bit of being afraid of people. And I don't think like people are frightening and they're not trying to harm me. Um, it's just like a, a little bit of elevation or anxiety around that. I, I still think people are great. Um, I think the situation with th being alone or the isolation, I had read up on that before, really before the pandemic, when we made a decision or I made a decision to go into complete isolation at that point. I knew that it didn't matter if you were backpacking or if you were sitting alone in a jail cell, that ultimately isolation is going to affect your health. You know, it's going to affect your well-being. We're herd animals. We're social creatures. Uh, we have a very advanced language for a reason, and we communicate in so many ways. And uh, I really thought that lacking. I, I, I wouldn't go as far to say that I necessarily wanted a hiking partner, but it would have been a different hike. It would have been completely different. And for those of you who have maybe spent uh, some time or an overnight or whatever by yourself uh, compared to their times with people, I think you kind of understand what I mean, especially if you're one of my, like one of my friends shared, like, you know, the dark came and they were like, oh, that's enough. I'm out of here. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> Somebody on here said, Rue, you are amazing. The APT is a huge undertaking and I respect your drive. So I'll oh, make sure you see thank that. You. Thank you so very much for that. I wonder how long um, it takes before you start. I know it's not, not the same for everybody, but just in general, like how long it takes to be out in the woods before you come upon a situation after being out there that you feel some of that anxiety. And I may have talked about this before fairly recently, mm -hmm. but I went on this trip through the Smokies with a group of um, other backpackers that I knew. And then we didn't really see anybody, maybe one or two people the whole time we were on trail, and it was just us. And then we we mm -hmm. hiked from the bottoms in the Smokies up to Clingman's Dome. And then, of course, mm -hmm. that's a very, very touristy location because you can just walk mm -hmm. up to Blacktop. And then mm -hmm. as soon as you started running into all those people, then you're, you feel mm -hmm. some of that anxiety, and you're like, okay, there's too many people around me. Like, this is too overwhelming, like overstimulating your senses. You got any, uh, I'm just curious what you, your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting any of that. In other words, like that wasn't my expectation. I'm aware of that, um, that there can be some adjustment. Uh, I want to take a moment here to say, as far as the anxiety or the depression association associated with long distance backpackers and maybe ending or, uh, suspending a hike, uh, is a real thing. And, uh, I take it serious because, now um, I'm glad I get to talk with you guys about this. Uh, you know, I, I've had friends and a lot of people have that after a long hike have killed themselves. So what I want to say is like the re the integration period, um, just hang together guys or give me a call and we can talk because that's not something 
that you have to do alone. I personally, when I got back here is like a lot of light sensitivity that I didn't realize was going on. But what would happen is um, people, other people would come into a room and I would be reading in the dark. And I didn't realize I was doing that because I had just been reading in the dark for a year and a half. So, um, so all the lights would be off or uh, sound is a real bad thing. Like I've tried to like any alarms like in the house, like your dryer or the microwave or something has been really uh, abrasive. So I've noticed some love, of that. You would love my washing machine, Rue. You would love my no. washing machine. It, it, it does a song. It doesn't have an alarm. It does a song. It's like the weirdest thing in the world. When we got this washing machine. We had no idea we were getting a singing washing machine. So it like it does some little tune instead of it's weird. You know, we sit and watching TV and all of a sudden you're do and it's the it's the washing machine telling us it's done. So Yeah, you yeah, I'm not into it, but if you put that jam on that I was listening to in the green room. What's going I on? Might be. Yeah, we get that going. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Hey, we have a question for you real quick. Question for mm. you. Uh, have mm. you had any scary encounters with animals or humans given the terrain you have traveled and how remote you have been? This is from Canoe Hound Adventures. And by the way, mm. before you um, answer that, Canoe Hound Adventures, um, it's tomorrow that we're actually going on to his Their live stream, stream at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think he, I think he ran out of good guests, and so uh, he kinda, <laughs> we were like that last resort. So he, he was like, "Hey, when do we can get those guys on?" I don't think anybody else wants. Uh, yeah, nobody else is available that day, so we'll just get the the B the B crowd in there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your scary encounters? Um. So, before I have the count, like if you would just ask me right now, I would say. I'm a lot more concerned about humans out there than I am with animals. Mm. Um, I mean, they say wild animals are unpredictable, but not really. I mean, they don't tell you like a long story or try to manipulate you or like get you to go somewhere you don't want to or be in an unsafe spot. So, um, you know, it's it's mainly humans. The, the animal encounters have been like, yes, I've had a bear come under my tarp before more than once in the uh, in one night. So um, it came in three times, and I didn't pack up and leave that time, which I, I'm not sure why I didn't, but I, I didn't. But I did have a – I was cow, cowboy camping in California where I had a mountain lion that was circling me for about 25 minutes or so. And uh, in the dark, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and that was enough that I finally packed up and decided I'd had enough and I needed to get some rest. And so I, so I packed up and, and left camp. Um, and then on the APT, I mean, the experience, I've met all kinds of crazy people um, and wonderful people too. Uh, but also people that were threatening me. Um, I had guns pulled on me. I was shot at uh, during the trip. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned before, I was stopped was that by in Kentucky. Police. No, that was in Texas. And, okay, um, good, good, good. Yeah, it wasn't in Kentucky. <laughs> no, I got uh, around your guys country. Uh, apparently, you guys prefer clubs to firearms because I got chased with a club in your neck of the woods. But wow. Um, Wait a second. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I, I still don't know what the problem was there. Um, 
I was on an established trail and uh, it kind of went through the back of a neighborhood and a guy saw me walk through the back and he chased me. I mean, he didn't catch up with me for like a quarter mile and he was chasing me with a club. He wasn't wearing shoes. He wasn't wearing shoes or a shirt. He was coming for it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And he's I, probably related yeah. to Jeremiah. <laughs> that's that's Kentucky. No. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. I mean, he looked exactly like Jeremiah. I mean, it was like Jeremiah's twin. I mean, take take your shirt off, Jeremiah. It may have been Jeremiah. It probably was Jeremiah. You know what's going on, hawkers? <laughs> so what's what's the deal with these people that you have these crazy encounters with? Is it usually because um, either drug related, or is it usually because they think you're not supposed to be somewhere, or that they think they have rights to something that you don't, like some kind of land or something? What? Why was? Why is anybody pulling guns on you or chasing you? Yeah, I think it's just m- mainly a misunderstanding. So it depends on which region I was. And so I'm making a bunch of assumptions mm. here, but I can share with you with what was actually shared with me from the horse's mouth, from people that had issues. Uh-huh. And so when I try, I mean, I hiked for almost a thousand miles around the Mexican border. And so obviously like there, there was just a lot of, um, border patrol and they just wanted to know if i was a coyote or if i was running drugs or or what i was doing or if i was crossing um so that was a pretty uh, it was fairly regular down there um to be stopped so i think that was mostly their motivation there the rest of the country it was prime because i got asked this question because i got stopped by law enforcement mostly Mm. not by random people and I got asked this question by a reporter that said, so what were you doing that you got stopped all the time? And I said, I was walking. And they said, yeah, but did you have like, was your hair a certain way? Or like, did you have piercings or something? And that's a moot point because if I was, it doesn't, I mean, that's not illegal in this country. Right. So it really, and then they were like, well, are you political? Like, did you have political statements on you? You know, is that why you were drawing attention? It's like the same thing. It's like you can't detain someone for having a political opinion. Now, I didn't. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't broadcasting. I was really trying to go under the radar in a lot of these places because I didn't feel safe. So one of the police officers stopped me for that very reason. I, I had it happen more than once where law enforcement stopped me because they were afraid that the local people would hurt me. So they, you know, they just basically said, if you camp or spend time around here, you're going to get shot. So I heeded their warnings for the most part. Um, I had one time where I got stopped for having an accent. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that was from the police officer. That was in Jeremiah too. That would happen to Jeremiah too. That was in, that was in Louisiana. Um, where I got stopped wow. for having, and the, and the police officer told me, he said, I got a call about a guy with an accent so i had to come i had to come check it out and uh sure enough there i was and we had a nice conversation about that he ran a background check he searched my stuff and uh then i went on my way so mainly if you have a long distance backpacking experience typically you're going to be on established trails or in and out of non-trail regions or not or trail communities i guess is what i meant to say 
And during a lot of the APT, I was traveling through non-trail communities. And so I was not seen as a backpacker. I can't tell you exactly what that judgment was, but it wasn't safe. It was dangerous. And so then people would often want law enforcement to make contact with me just to just to find out what the story was. And they would search my stuff and run background checks and then uh, they would let me go. So, um, and I, I don't have a count, but I, it was over 20 times that that wow. happened. And I never had that happen on another backpacking trip. And like, really, if you stick, if you don't go chasing waterfalls, um, there's a lot of comfort with that. Uh, there's a lot of safety because you're with other people, you're in numbers and you're on trails that are being used that are well-known. Um, and then also when you're going to trail towns, you, people know that you're a backpacker, you're there to resupply, you're just going to get some supplies and you're going to leave. But if you're chasing waterfalls, then you come across uh, a different experience. So I just simply had a different experience. I'm completely dedicated and the conference is completely dedicated to not having this happen to other hikers. I, the communities in which I choose to have the trail through or near, I will be having conversations with the politicians, local politicians, and the police to let them know what my experience was when I previously came through there and that I really would appreciate it just for them to know there's more of me coming. Okay. Yeah. And the community is welcoming us. The community, now that they know who we are, they're welcoming us. But I just want you guys to know that. So in 2022, I'm going to be ado- doing a lot of traveling and I have every intention of do- making those uh, connections mm-hmm. with those local municipalities and having those handshakes and those tough, difficult conversations with law enforcement. I also made friends with law enforcement that I still keep in touch with over this. And with these issues, I call them and say, you know, what's the best way about this? And they help, they help guide me so that we have That's like funny. a safer environment and, and really, you know, um, backpacking under that kind of stress is a different experience than I want others to have. Um, I had it and it wasn't pleasurable. And I, I was kind of doing the looking over my shoulder uh, thing in some areas where I didn't want to, and uh, it's just I'm really dedicated to making sure that areas that go through non-trail communities end up becoming trail communities. You know, I want I want everyone in this land to be able to, to enjoy this and experience this. So I'm getting out in front of it as best I can. That's awesome, man. That's and awesome. some and some of that some of that meant sharing the information with the law enforcement. So they're like, you know, some of them are probably watching us right now. That's awesome. So good. That would be so great. Good. That would yeah. be great. Um, mm. Last time you were on, we really didn't get to do a lot of questions because uh, we just got to talking and we kind of didn't get a chance <laughs> yeah. to. But uh, there right. are definitely some questions coming up right now. Uh, All Things Outdoors <laughs> wants to know, after 10,000 miles, what did you find to be the most dependable piece of gear that you have? Oh, dependable gear? Ooh. Dependable. Ooh, I was. I don't think I. Hey, thank you for the question, by the way, because I don't. Whoever asked that, I'm sorry. Um, outdoor. Uh, the thing that needs to be the most dependable on a hike is your emotional balance, and the thing that you will find that will get you the farthest 
the most miles is not going to be the pair of shoes you're wearing or even your gear or your food. For me, it was having an open heart to the experience that was in front of me because otherwise you get into a position of fighting what's in front of you. It's like getting angry at the rain. Uh, I'm not saying I've never gotten angry at the rain, but it's futile. So having an open heart allowed me to have a lot more experiences that I would not be open to or closed down to instead of just receiving the joy in it. And, um, but I've never had a piece of gear be, uh, dependable. I, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry to not answer your question here fully, but in 10,000 miles, it, the best information, if, if this is what I think you're asking for is not to depend on any piece of gear at all. I came into backpacking as a minimalist, not as an ultralighter because that didn't even really exist at that point in time. And what minimalism requires you to do is to not really care about your gear. I mean, cause it's not, it's essential, but then anything can be rigged and like made to work in a certain situation. And I didn't have any gear that traveled with me during the whole trail. Cause everything got wore out. I mean, 20 pairs, oh, yeah. of, 20 some pairs of shoes, many backpacks, several sleeping bags, like everything had a, had a limit to it. So I hope I answered your question. I really do. Yeah. Well, we got another question for you. Uh, mm. have, you, have you ever had any serious gear fails on your long hikes? Oh, all the time. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, yeah, walking almost barefoot because your shoe is completely worn through. Absolutely. Ooh. I don't know what's wrong with my crotch, but I can't keep one to save my life. <laughs> I've, tried. I've tried. I have tried this. And that's why like half the time I wear a skirt or a kilt when I'm backpacking because I can't manage a crotch. Like I can't, I can't do it. in, <laughs> And it's not the back country. Like I can't do it in the front country either. Like I, I, they just do not remain in my pants. I don't know why it's like, all, the whole piece of the textile perfect crotch gone so um and then i guess other that was that was fails. definitely that was definitely not what i was expecting to hear about a gear fail that's but, the uh, sound that's a fantastic gear fail <laughs> hey will you tell us about the kilt or the skirt set you wear i've been curious about this we've been watching yeah. outlander on netflix mm. and it's a scottish it, like it it starts out based in scotland and all these guys are wearing kilts mm. and i'm like oh, those yeah. look like they're made of wool and mm -hmm. it looks like it'd be airy and stuff but it looks like it'd be heavy do you use a different kind of material or are they made specifically um, for backpacking well one of our board members just told me about highlander yesterday so i don't because um just talking about the situation that i wear different clothes when i'm backpacking at times so I don't know what they have on. I haven't got to check it out. She said she was going to send me some episodes or something. But um, the uh, I started making uh, skirts. Like you can call them kilts, whatever. Like I, it doesn't affect my masculinity. Like I'm not a person that's afraid. Like I, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a person. Like I'm a man. It's fine. Like I'm not worried about someone calling me a sissy. Um, but They're I not hiking making... ten thousand miles, Rue, so they can say whatever the heck they want. <laughs> okay. If they want to be, if they want to um, say they're more of a man than you, they're lying. So that well, go. they can, they they can. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I started making these skirts. I called them Merts. 
because I'm a man, so I put an M in it. But uh, I start I started making them 20 years ago, uh, mostly doing my hiking in the Appalachians at that time. And uh, so they've always been homemade skirts for me. And um, here's what they're for, because it's not a fashion statement. Because I typically wear them when I'm not around people, because I have been like had a little bit of harassment in the front country. Most people don't care, but. Um, the thing of the main purpose of them is it's not fashion it's utility so the kilt is there for when things south go south so <laughs> i don't know why we're talking about a crotch again but anyway so like when there's an issue down there so you can like go commando i don't know what you guys call that like free balling or something and you don't wear underwear but you just wear this thing and it helps you. It helps to manage chafe. It's a lot more comfortable. Um, you have to be careful of bugs. Um, I have been stung in the w- nether regions. I'm trying to keep this clean. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Thank I have nether been stung. Works, man. Nether You're doing yeah, a great I, job. I, I, <laughs> I, ha- I have been. I have What's been stung there. On, so hunters? you. <laughs> so you so you just have to be like if you're in a buggy situation or there's bees um i would i would say uh, put on the pants <laughs> but um but otherwise it's basically just it saved my it saved me a couple times on this trip uh where i had things south going south so yeah it's just just part of backpacking See, I thought you could get chafed more. I don't know. I got chafed pretty bad. Like on the long trail, there was like a nine or 10 day stretch that I hadn't showered. And every day you're like Mm -hmm. using baby wipes or whatever to clean up in the morning or at night. And when you go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and stuff, but my inner thighs were getting chafed really bad. So at one point I was just like backpacking in whatever underwear that I'd taken, like the sports underwear. And you're walking through the woods. Mm -hmm. There's really not anybody around. And that helped Mm -hmm. a lot with the chafing that and like powders and creams and stuff but i thought maybe the skin on skin may make it worse you think just the airing it out makes it a lot jeremiah are you sure you want to go into this i'm gonna go so um like yeah this is here let me tell you like if you want to go on this thread i'll give you the whole thing and i can't believe i'm gonna do this but anyway so yes like management down there i got folliculitis uh from heat stroke during this trip and what that is is like a thousand boils um it's not like you don't pass it from person to person it's basically a reaction from your immune system when you're overheated Mm. some people like if they've been in the sun they get blisters and stuff on their skin well this is like getting thousand blisters on your entire down there region everything man it's and it's a back it's treated as bacterial it's like i said you can't pass it from person to person and it just comes from being overheated or that area being overheated. And so like anything touching anything down there was hurting. I walked, um, oh. yeah, no, I walked like on the trail. I don't know how to, what's like it called? Like, like I was riding a horse. Like, um, <laughs> just straddling. Like I was like straddling walking yeah. for days. Oh, I was making no. about a mile an hour. I mean, it'd take me about wow. 10 hours to make 10 miles during that time. And so it was so bad that I agree with you, Jeremiah, like sometimes the sports underwear actually makes the situation worse. Okay. And 
also, if you have a situation like that going on, make sure you take off your underwear at night. Like, don't sleep with those right. things on. Um, but what I did is, okay, so I'm having all these issues. Uh, I end up at, like, a clinic that I don't know if it's a vet clinic. Like, I think they were seeing animals, but they allowed me to come see them because the nearest hospital was a couple hours away. Okay. And Probably so at, that nights, point, at that point, did you smell like the animals, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I didn't smell like the animal. I smelled like, I mean, it was a wonderful uh, fragrance coming from me. I mean, all the. I, I had three women in it. I mean, listen, I was dirty. Right. Okay. So I was dirty. Right. And I'm in an examination room with three women. Um, and I have my shorts. I mean, like I have my pants down and the doctor says to the one, okay, you hold the flashlight. They're down like examining and they're like, you, you hold the flashlight. And, um, the doctor said to me, Rue, you grab the handle. And she told the other nurse to grab the apple back. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so they're up there like examining, (laughs) examining me. And, um, so this went on for a while. I got this ointment. It was like $200 for this ointment. It, wow. it, it worked. And, um, but what happened was I realized that the, the skirt wasn't completely working and the sports underwear that you were talking about, that wasn't working, but I knew I had to do something to get some separation. So the only thing that I could find, like, you know, I was on foot. So the only thing I could find in the area is I ended up walking into this village they had a dollar store there. And so I went in to buy some hiking underwear in the dollar store and they only had women's underwear. <laughs> so, um, so I'm looking at these women, so I'm looking at this women's underwear, you know, and I know I have to do it because this is it. Like either take it or leave it. And like, it's a, and they have like, <laughs> they have um, bows on the front, like little bows on the front of the <laughs> underwear, which I thought was like kind of overdoing it, ladies, like a little bit. But um, but at the same time, I was like, that would be kind of neat if they put bows like on men's underwear. Like, I don't know why we don't get bows, but there weren't any bows on there. And my idea here was to, um, I wanted to get like, everything contained like i wanted i was trying to get all the like i was trying to get all the furniture into the same room yeah. does that make sense <laughs> that's what i'm sense. saying okay all right so i'm trying to get the furniture in the same room but i got like like uh table leg tables um like sticking out and stuff <laughs> so they had this like cut that looked like it was going to work there was a polka dot one a pink polka dot one and uh, a purple one, and I really like purple, so that was good. But it said on the, um, it said on like I'm reading through the package, and it's like, whatever. It says like sensual fit or something, and I'm like, well, okay, that sounds good. I mean, I I can't find a negative in that. I don't know what I'm going to use that for, but that sounds good. And then it's like mentions that it has the little bows, and I'm like, yeah, the little bows are fine. And then it says like all 100 percent synthetic. I'm like synthetic, like awesome. Um, and then it said cheeky and I was like, what the f- is cheeky? <laughs> they were cheeky. Like, I still don't know what the hell cheeky means, but they were cheeky. And so I wore them. Um, I wore them for about a month. They were excellent. They were just, wow. they were perfect. So, 
I guess what I'm saying, Jeremiah, is... You need to start wearing cheeky underwear. Oh, I just think, like, in that situation, <laughs> next time, find find your local women's underwear. I don't... You know, it doesn't have to be women's underwear, but find something that's going to contain the furniture in the same closet or whatever, you know? Get it together. Get it together, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fa- fantastic advice from a seasoned veteran. I had to now That's label right. <laughs> this episode is labeled R. <laughs> we, like Rue is Rue is like the MacGyver of uh, backpacking underwear. That's basically what we've learned today. So, He's an expert. <laughs> okay, you can you can cut holes in them if you have to let things hang out. I'm serious. <laughs> like there's so much. This is the things you don't hear, but there's so uh, there's so much yeah. you can do. There's so much. It's learned through experience. That's right. So we're going to completely take a left turn now and ask <laughs> okay. if you ever hiked the Florida Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Hard left. That's Hard left. Do you have do you have to wear a bikini or something? Or why did that question? <laughs> It's just—it's literally the next question on the list here. Oh, okay, it's like, oh well. Speaking of women's underwear, yes, of course. Um, so, <laughs> oh my, I have plans for Florida. I do have plans for Florida. So, oh. um, thank you. No, I haven't. I haven't spent time on the Florida Trail, but yes, there's some plans there, and I'll let you guys know what those are when it's time to do well, that. Well, I have a question for you. So. Mm. You you talked about earlier. This is unrelated to underwear. <laughs> you talked about earlier you running into all these people and you had you had great experiences and poor experiences and anywhere in between with people that you encountered on trail. Whether it be mm-hmm. civilization or backcountry. I mm. want to know <clears throat> what kind of unsolicited advice did you get any good, did you get any bad? <laughs> the reason why I'm asking is because recently I started riding a motorcycle and you may not know this, but it seems that whenever you get a motorcycle, everybody, whether they ride or not, seem to have some sort of advice for you, even if they've never even sat on one. And I assume that you being the expert that you are in backpacking with all this experience, you know, some bad advice whenever you hear it. So can you share with us any unsolicited advice <laughs> that you've gotten on trail? Well, I, um, I mean, this is a singular reason maybe why I didn't have kids because I didn't want to be told how I was doing it wrong. <laughs> but, um, I, lo- I love kids too. I don't have any of my own. But uh, yeah, as far as like, I don't know if I ever got mm, bad advice. I mean, I've heard some interesting things. People are always really concerned that I don't have a firearm on me. So that's always like a pretty big concern of people that I get asked about. But, um, yeah, I've heard all sorts of things. Like um, one was uh, uh, covering yourself in this oil so that bears will stay away from you. And that just sounds like a horrible idea. Um what? I don't know where that they came up. Terrible. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Like they thought it was a bear repellent. What kind or of something? Oil? <laughs> okay, I I have to do this yeah. because I'm reading through yeah. some of the comments, and this is yeah. really hilarious, man. This is okay. So I'm gonna. I want to go down through some of these. Uh, usually, we devolve into poop talk. This week, it's crotch talk. 
Uh, <laughs> let me keep going here. This was hilarious. I'm just one person just says I'm happy I witnessed this live. Uh, <laughs> hiking garters. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what is this hiker Victoria's secret? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is devolving quickly. Um, and then this this beats any poop talk this channel has ever had. <laughs> Thank you. Oh Thank my you. gosh, man. This is hilarious. It is awesome. Absolutely hilarious. Here, oh, here's a good one. Bow chicka wawa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you. Who's that? Jeff? Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and that's why I love doing interviews this way, because I'm not wearing any pants right now. So this is perfect. <laughs> I'm serious. There's nothing down there. Nothing. <laughs> that's awesome. Hilarious. <laughs> so, I'm like spitting all over my mic. I'm laughing so much. This is great, man. Me too, man. This is great. So just the hmm. just the Someone bear said they heard the pink bows attack bears. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> so so just the bear oil, that's what comes to mind on the bad advice. Oh, well, I mean, I okay, so what happens with me is that um uh, it's that I get advice but a lot of the times it's based on uh someone else's experience. Sure. So <clears throat> Um, so they may give me advice that would be good information for something when I was on, like maybe one of the more used trails or was around other backpackers or something of that effect, but it just doesn't really translate to exactly, um, what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just get questions up and down from people. Uh, and then online, like I didn't get any advice while I was out there, but, um, as soon as I took a med break, I started getting a lot of advice and um, I just say thank you um, because it's just, I mean, it's nice to hear different ideas and some of it applies, some of it doesn't. And uh, I mean, we may have had very different, like someone was contacting me telling me I should use these wipes or, or whatever to clean up with. But, you know, um, when I threw hike to the Appalachian Trail, I didn't use toilet paper. Like, I didn't have wipes or toilet paper with me. Of course, that was a long time ago before people even had wipes. Like, that wasn't a thing back then. But I didn't even, I just used what I found in the woods. So, you know, sometimes I'll get a, advice around something like that, that it just doesn't even really, like, apply. Um, I've had people really, uh, like, see me in person. And I'm typically wearing tennis shoes. And I usually have a lot of people that tell me that I'm not going to make it very far in my tennis shoes. So that's a pretty common uh, one. They think um, you should use boots. And I, and I, yeah. They think you should be using boots. Um, or some, or a car. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what a normal person would use. You know, to travel around the entire U.S., it's usually a car. Somebody yeah. actually... We actually just posted, uh, really? Someone asks a man wearing a skirt and bow ties on his underwear if he's carrying a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to, I mean, I, I carry two guns. Ooh. Oh, oh, watch out. oh Flex watch on out. the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let me ask you, since you mentioned this, yeah. we'll do a little poop talk before we wrap up here. 
We're closing it. We're, <laughs> we're closing in on an hour, but we might as well squeak in a little poop talk. Yes. <laughs> no bison says is poop talk next. <laughs> it is indeed. So <laughs> you you did the Appalachian Trail in what year? Uh that was in two thousand and three. Okay. So it's been mm-hmm. a hot minute. Baby wipes mm-hmm. weren't the thing back then, whenever you're through hiking. So No, said, nobody had those. You just use whatever you found in the woods. So I got a couple questions yes. for you. First, mm-hmm. what's if you don't mind me asking, Doc Watson says, Bet you learned what poison ivy looks like real quick. <laughs> 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 so the questions are one, what what are the go to most most luxurious wiping um I guess you would call them apparatuses or devices or whatever. Like what what if you had to pick what's your go to's and then second What's the preferred method? Is it the hanging on the tree? Is it the squat? Is it the hanging the butt off the tree? You don't have to share if you don't want to. I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable situation. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> All right. Really being asked right yeah, we're, we're kind of there. <laughs> Welcome to the party, baby. Um, uh, okay, so that's easy. Uh, what do I want to use? Furry yeah. animals. Because, I mean, that would be the best. Oh, but, I didn't see that coming. But, but you, you would need probably a dead furry animal because that's rude otherwise. So <laughs> yeah. please, if you use furry, an- like no furry animals got hurt during my hikes. So just know that everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I know it sounds weird. It's like rocks, sticks, moss is good. Um, and then, so as far as apparatuses, I guess just whatever you can find around you. And then what was the other? Oh, hanging. Oh, a tree, a tree. I mean, I backpack through a lot of places that don't have trees, but, um, like you, if I didn't know what you said, hanging in a tree, no, I wouldn't do that one. Not hanging. (laughs) So we wouldn't do that one. They call it like, no, that's all. That's a really yeah. good call. Oh, I wouldn't do that one. Trees. Like a, you're hanging, you're, you're squatting down, but using the tree as leverage and you're holding on to it like a pole so that you can yeah. hold yourself up and you're not just using your legs tree to squat. Hugger. Tree hugger. Or a tree that's down that's letting gr- your butt hang off. Oh, no, definitely not the latter. No, okay. definitely not over the tree hanging off. Um, uh, splatterish. I uh, just made up that word, but it sounds like a <laughs> bad, nasty deal. Yeah. Um, so, so there's pros and there's pros and cons to all of this. I'm going to try the tree method. I don't like the sitting over the log thing. It's just I don't know if it's for you. That's fine. It sounds messy. I'm not sure, but um, here's one thing, and I'm not going to give you the details, but it did happen more than once on the trip, and that's when you grab a whole. You're like, okay, I was really ill at the end of the trip, so I was like throwing up and going you know 15 times a day or whatever so um so like a lot of times i only had a second (laughs) like i didn't even know it was coming and it was already there sort of deal yeah and um just if you grab onto a tree or a bush or something like it's gonna have to be solid because you will end up in your poop i mean just because when that when that tension goes Uh you fall back and you land in it and well, that's a messy cleanup. It's not, yeah, it's not good for you. It's not popular with your hiking partners. It's not a good look. <laughs> you know, Here's unlike you guys. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. Do you pack a portable bidet? You ever use oh. one of those that you put to a water bottle? 
You know, I think that's a great idea. It's not something that I use, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I you could you could probably wash a car with those too, because I'm very much a person of utility that likes everything to have like multiple uses and just the bare minimum. So, hey, two but I don't up, own a, man. Yeah, but go. I don't. Own, yeah, but uh, so you could wash a car with it. I think would be good. And I don't own a car, so um, how about this? If I use it this summer, I will let you guys know. That'd be great. <laughs> Keep us up to date on the pooping. There you go. Here's here's the favor I want to ask of you. It has nothing to do with, with women's underwear or poop. But when you're going into these towns, when you hit Kentucky, you have to call us. And we have to meet up with you and grab lunch. Because yes. this is nice talking in video like this. But yeah. we have got to get together with you at some point And Ab- actually absolutely. have lunch, break bread, talk, hang out. Ab- um, absolutely. And you're not going to believe we're, – we're almost at an hour already. Can you believe this? That's great. This is what happens yeah, every great. single time. Um, that's right. So, Rue, what I want to do is mm-hmm. I want you to um, just share with everybody what's the best way to find out what you're up to, where you, what you're getting into, uh, what's going on with the American Perimeter Trail. Uh, why don't you share that information with everybody? Great. So our website is www.americanperimetertrailproject.weebly.com. And that website is going to be replaced uh, with the American Perimeter Trail Conference website, which is a .org. And like I said, we're a 501c3. So that's being developed even as we speak. So we'll see that coming online here in the next two months or so. And there will be a member portal there. Other than that, find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can just put in Rue McHenrick or search for American Perimeter Trail and um, you'll find a, oh, this is nice. This is something new. There's a community page on Facebook for the American Perimeter Trail. And so that gives community members an opportunity to post rather than just, you know, me and the board members at the conference. So that's how you can kind of connect with us. And, and I, I, you know, I don't get to follow people uh, a whole lot. Um, But I do, I always love it when people reach out to me and I, I try to respond if if I can. So, and and you've got someone who's really been working hard for you to put all this stuff together online while you're on the trail. You want to talk a little bit mm-hmm. about about her for a second? Oh, great! There's two people yeah. that I need to talk about. Uh, one is Layla Grace, who's uh, the vice president of the American Perimeter Trail Conference Board, and then also our secretary of the board is Danny. So. Layla, when I'm on trail, she takes care of mail drops and I'm, like a hundred different things. And when I'm off trail, she takes care of a hundred different things with the organization. Right now we have a run. Uh, we're sponsoring a run, which we've done before, 5K marathon and ultra marathon. We have so many fundraisers. We just completed a silent auction. And so Layla and Danny, um, who also is on the board, helped me with all that. Danny often schedules interviews or gives us promotions so that we can talk about the work that we're doing with the APT. Both of them are so very special. They're both two people that I didn't know before I started the hike that um, I started working with them before we even met. So, and I still haven't met Danny in person and they're just wonderful individuals. And so when I'm on trail, uh, you may, if you're corresponding with us, you may correspond with them, anyone out there. And, and, uh, I speak with them regularly. So just so much, you know, so much gratitude on my part for all the work that they do. 
Well, Layla just posted that there's a virtual happy hour coming up on Saturday. You want to tell everybody a little bit about that? Or Oh, you see, that's why we have her, because I, left to my own devices, um, no one will ever hear about the American Perimeter Trail or <laughs> about my hike. I'm serious. Like, left to my own devices, thank God I have these two. I'm not ignorant. Um, I'm just uh, slightly removed in some ways so she reminds me of things like okay it's not enough just to have something but you have to let people know so we have a virtual happy hour on this saturday uh we usually ask for a five dollar donation to go to the aptc for that and that's a point in time where Layla and danny and myself all three of us are there and then we have a wonderful time just joking around and talking with whoever shows up so it's very informal um it is happy hour so you can have your favorite non-alcoholic or alcoholic beverage and we just have a good time and talk for a couple hours and really enjoy it so you can go to our website and you'll see it there at the store you can sign up for that and i'll see you on saturday so that's, that's great that's saturday chris Acone, chris Acone actually just said he met layla at a, a shelter in pennsylvania and he learned about the project from her there so uh, she's definitely someone who gets outside herself so that's cool that you've got someone like that working with you yeah danny and her both do a lot of hikes and meet and talk about me like i'm so uncomfortable talking about me when i'm on trail that i normally don't say anything to anyone so they're you know they do <laughs> they help me with that so um yeah it's just great it's a small world yeah it turns out it's a really small world and i'm starting to really like that yeah. uh, hopefully they don't want to mm. quit after we've had you on here man <laughs> I'm sorry. Hopefully they don't say, Rue, you can do, you can do any interview you want. Don't ever go on the backpacking podcast again. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, the thing that I so appreciate about you guys, besides the beards, is that um, that I get to come on here and kind of cut up and have fun because my work can be serious at times, and um, and I can be serious at times. So, oh my God, I wanted to surprise you guys, and I didn't. Um, it turns out that. Uh, Fake beards are a huge, like, wanted commodity right now. Because I looked everywhere in town because I told you guys I might have a beard next time I come on. And it didn't happen, but I wanted to have a fake one for you. What I'm thinking is, I didn't follow through. But I'm thinking, like, why don't I grow a beard this spring and summer while I'm backpacking? And I think you guys should grow soul patches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's going to cramp your. It's going to cramp your style big time. Now we're going to lose sponsors over this, Rue. I don't know. You man. will. You will. Yes. <laughs> that might look good you on will. John. I don't know. I can't. I, look- dude, I grow a soul patch, but it's like almost like like you can see through it. Like oh. it's transparent. Yeah. Like, I grow the blondest hair right here. So yeah, you could just take like a marker and like oh, yeah yeah you know, <laughs> just for me like a dry like a dry erase marker. <laughs> I was going to say, for the people that want to join the virtual happy hour on Saturday, that is March the 20th. So just thank you, Jeremiah. Yeah. Just dating it for people that are watching the replay right now or have caught it live. Um, Sorry if you're listening to it because this episode (laughs) won't be published until after. But if you're listening to it. After the published date, come join us live sometime. We have so much fun. You know, you can interact. It, it's just a look at that Doc Watson. <laughs> look I'm at just John. Told that I'm soul patch challenged online. <laughs> I think it's true. <laughs> I'm soul patch challenged. Man, 
But I got neck beards down, man, so don't worry about it. We're good. <laughs> oh, man. Love to have a good time, dude. And, you know, and, we, and we're always having uh, – we have a story time with me that's coming up as well. Um, so go on the website. We are always doing community projects. We are always doing things with our APT community. Like we're um, not j- – besides just the trail stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the organization piece of building – like the longest freaking backpacking trail anywhere, you know, besides that, um, we do races. Like I said, we do auctions. We have like stuff for you to enjoy emerging. I mean, we, there's a lot of fun stuff and Danny and Layla are just a huge component of that. So check us out and join us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Layla just put on here. We usually have a happy hour every month. So if you miss this one, join us for another one. That's right. Yeah. And then Leonidas That's is, right. is going to start saving beard hairs for my soul patch wig. So <laughs> That's great. That's really great. stoked about that one. Well, you need it to be removable somehow, like so you can take it on and off. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit, of, you know, just a little bit of paste and I'll stick right there to look nice. Hey, I, I see you on Instagram, man. I know the last time you, you were on here, you said that, mm-hmm. you know, Layla and the other people are trying to get you to post more and share your adventure. Doing a great job, yes. man. Make sure you follow my man on Insta, too. Not just the Facebook group to interact, great. but also Instagram. Check that out. Yeah, and, you know, Layla, and, does a lot, and Layla does live streams. Like, she'll do live things on uh, Instagram quite a bit. I've actually watched a few mm-hmm. of those. Where she gives updates. I don't even know if you know this is going on, but she does updates about what you're doing when you're on trail. So people know what, yes. where you're at and how you're doing, which has been really cool. I don't always know because I'm on trail, but um, she does update the community every Monday night on facebook and instagram and so that's a time where she just shares everything that's going on with us because at any given time we have a couple fundraisers and a couple of events or a couple of things that people can participate in um and just know that uh you know we do take contributions and everything goes into the organization and is also going to help fund uh the rest of the hike which is about three thousand miles this summer so Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you want to share before we sign off here? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I feel like I wanted to say that something that I haven't made real public or talked about is this was a vision and a dream that I had, and I did not have any of the resources to do this. The what I mostly had was experience. I mean, I was already a triple crowner. I've been backpacking for 20 years, whatever. But um, as far as taking care of the day-to-day, uh, it's just been a huge community piece. I so appreciate it. And I want to repay that to you this spring and summer, but I'm not going to be shy on social media anymore. We're going to share. And we're going to share what's going on daily uh, what's going on, not in real time, but daily, uh, what's actually happening in the backcountry. So look for like a lot more footage and seeing a lot more of me. And also, if you have an interest in the Northern Rockies or the North Cascades, tune in the spring and summer on Instagram or my Patreon or Facebook, because these may be areas that you want to go see for yourself. Does this mean that there's a possibility that if someone's chasing you with a gun, you're going to video the whole thing for us? <laughs> It's quite possible. I mean, there were so many things. There were so many things I could have videotaped like this last time around. But I mean, yeah, I'll probably videotape them like 
my experience is if they're going to shoot, it's kind of difficult to do much with them. So um, you could at least have a little bit of fun. Like, there smile, you you're on camera, <laughs> they shoot you. <laughs> I'm just thinking about yeah. Jeremiah chasing you with a club without a no shirt shoes. on. You know, that's all I'm thinking no, about. No shirt or shoes. You're going to have to put some, like, you're going to have to put on a lot of weight, though, Jeremiah, to kind of meet this guy. A little bit. A little bit. Not too much. Just a little bit. We can do that. Um, <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no problem, baby. Let's do it. And you and you already have that and you already have that like weird, crazy, like kind of like serial killer look to you. So I think you're set, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> that may be my favorite statement that's ever been said on this entire <laughs> live stream ever the fact that Jeremiah was just told he looks like a serial killer <laughs> well i mean and a lot of hey jeremiah listen a lot of serial killers are known for their looks so um <laughs> You know, so it was a compliment. Man. It was a compliment. I, I mean, they're I like creepy but handsome. Hold on, <laughs> I know that. The- I know it was meant in the most enduring way. Okay, good, good. It's <laughs> a lot of love in that. Oh, absolutely. So, but I, yeah, I just want to thank everyone and please, um, you know, I do have a real challenge coming ahead of me here this spring and summer, and you know, I've it, I've just been through the health ringer, and we were getting that situated, but. I've got a hell of a challenge ahead of me, and uh, I just really hope um, I get to share that all with you, and that you'll you'll join me, and we'll get to finish this thing together. Absolutely, support our mm-hmm. man Rue. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, Rue, thank yeah. you so much, and we'll we'll definitely get you back on here next fall. We'll, we're gonna yeah. you're gonna have to be at least once or twice a year on this 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 podcast from now on. Just it's got to happen. I would just love that, but I'm going to be looking for the soul patches. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll think I'm starting about to collect. It. I want to start collecting the, those beard hairs from these guys that are like saving me up the hair for my, my soul patch. Except my soul patch, man. If they're saving, I know what some of these guys look like. And if they're saving me hairs, this thing may be the bushiest, longest soul patch you've ever seen in your life. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to talk to you again. If you want to hang out for just a minute in the green room, uh, we'll wrap up the live stream and then pop up in there and uh, and then close out. Great. Can I hear that jam again? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> What's going on, hawkers? <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, everyone. <laughs> Take care. Stay the trail, folks. Stay the trail. Oh my gosh, that was incredible! What a pleasure! That was so much fun, man. <laughs> I was not expecting um, the conversation on on backcountry underwear that we we received. And if if you're listening or if you're watching right now, when is this getting released online, Jeremiah? For people that came in late that want to watch this online, so want to listen to it online. Obviously, the the replay is available, but if you're if you're wanting to watch that replay on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel, it is the 31st. May 31st is when the audio and the video will be published on the YouTube channel. So, yeah. So definitely look forward to that. If you've missed, if you're getting in late, you have missed a lot. Um, <laughs> it's this crazy. Was, this was hilarious, man. This was a <laughs> lot of fun today. Um, Jeremiah, this I don't know about you, but I think this is a great time to wrap this up. I've got nothing else to add tonight. Do you? I, I will say that on Monday, uh, David Gray is going to grace us with his presence, and we oh, have a yeah. we have a couple of episodes that are coming up that uh, 
We're going to be talking about some photography, some backwoods photography, and and getting into some interactive stuff. So uh, look yeah. forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're actually going to we're going to share with some some incredible photography with you guys over the next couple of weeks from David Gray next week and then the week after that. Uh, we got another special guest coming in that's it's just going to be an awesome couple of weeks, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And thank thank you everybody that that has come in live and that is just listening and that's watching the replay. Conversation is great. The comments are great. We <laughs> the live comments are <laughs> insane. So if you do join us live, we can post some of those up here on the screen for the guests to see and for, for us to see while we're, you know, interacting with you. But just thank you everybody so much for the support. The podcast is growing. I, I can't I can't believe it after the conversations we have, but it's always we so just fun. we just crossed seventy six thousand listens on just the audio podcast. Yeah. 76,000 listens, which is really cool. It's insane. Um, and the YouTube channel is growing. We're posting the, you know, the video version on there for people to check out. And, you know, just a reminder, we're not showing these live streams starting in June where they will not be on our personal YouTube channels anymore. They will only be on the backpacking podcast. Right. And that'll be good. Everybody can come. Everybody can see everybody's comments, no matter if they're on my channel or yours. So I just want to say a huge thank you for everybody that's supporting us and, and keep tuning in. Cause we're going to keep rocking and rolling. And, and tomorrow night, don't forget on canoe hound adventures, I think 7 PM Eastern standard time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be on with him. He said he laughed so hard tonight. His throat is sore. So he might be <laughs> hoarse tomorrow night when we're meeting with him. So, uh, go check out canoe hound adventures. That's going to be tomorrow night, seven o'clock. It's the first time somebody's actually interviewed us. So it's going to be unique. It may be the most boring episode anybody's ever listened to. <laughs> I know people asking us questions. I don't know how to answer. I don't know, man. Uh, it is definitely going to be fun. We're going to have a good time oh, tomorrow yeah. night. So, so thanks to everybody for tuning in, and for myself and Jeremiah, we will catch you guys on the next one. Adios. What's going on, hawkers? 